The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. A Winnipeg lawyer on behalf of seven couples filing a constitutional challenge that calls on the Manitoba government to expand the definition of a legal parent. According to her and her clients, Manitoba's current legislation is outdated, unconstitutional, and discriminatory for same-sex couples and couples struggling, struggling with infertility. In a moment, we will be joined live by a couple and their lawyer. We begin with reporter Marnie Blunt. <gasps> CJ! There are a few words to describe what parenthood means to Jill Stockwell and Courtney Maddock. We are the luckiest parents. We CJ so is lucky. one of the best kids. But the path to becoming a parent wasn't an easy one. Like many same-sex couples, Jill and Courtney had to go through a time-consuming and costly process. When their daughter CJ was born, Jill couldn't be considered a legal parent without an adoption order, forcing her to essentially adopt her own child. It's the result of Manitoba legislation that forces many couples having children through assisted reproduction to go through costly court proceedings to simply become the parent of their own child. In our case, we have to take an extra step, and it's an extra step that is actually quite expensive for something that is afforded to every other couple in this country, or in the province, really, and that's frustrating. Now it's the crux of a constitutional challenge being filed by Taylor McCaffrey family and fertility lawyer Robin Kazina that calls on the Manitoba government to modernize how they define a legal parent like some other provinces have already done. Both Jill and Courtney are hopeful that this will prevent other couples from having to go through what they did on their journey to parenthood. My hope is that uh, parents are treated equally. Jill Stockwell and Courtney Maddox join us now live on 680 CJOB, along with their lawyer, Robin Kazina. Thank you, the three of you, for joining us here all live on 680 CJOB. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hey, Jill, how old is CJ now? She'll be two in August, so very busy. Nice. That's awesome. And, you know, in reading the release that was sent out to us, Jill, I, I noted one part of it that, that really struck me, how it talked about how you're, you're both actively raising this child and, and putting, you're putting as much work into it as Courtney is. And that struck me because I thought, you know what, no father would have to say, I'm doing 50% of the work. Um, so how difficult is it to have to, I guess, essentially justify your role as a parent? You know, I think it'll be surprising to a lot of our family and friends to learn that legally I'm not seen as CJ's parent. I think uh, they all see me as an equal partnership in in raising our daughter. And I think that's why this is so important to carry forward. And and for CJ herself, what she's always known from birth is what we're hoping to achieve. And and Courtney, you're you're watching your wife experience this, your partner experience this, and and not have that validation that you have by having the name on the piece of paper. What do you what do you tell her in those moments when she's really feeling it? You know, I think I, I tell her how CJ knows, which is obviously the most important part, that she is her parent and that she's been there from the beginning and that there's no way I could do this without her. Um, Jill is the most important person uh, in my life, next to CJ, of course. And um, she is just as much of a parent as I am, um, even if she's not recognized legally right now. Robin, how did it get to this point? Well, we're dealing with um, 
a law that needs to be modernized to account for how families are formed today. So, um, you know, a lot of advancements have occurred in the many years with medical technologies and also just the way families are formed and the law um, needs to be uh, needs to keep up. And we're dealing with a definition of a legal parent. I think that's that's almost 30 years old. So, um it's time to relook at uh, the definition of parent and um, account for the way families are formed and to um, get up to speed with the modernization in other provinces as well. Yeah, other provinces do this, and it's to the point now where you have couples that are going to Ontario to have uh, this done and their surrogacy in Ontario because there they recognize this, not in Manitoba. Um, well, that's correct. It's uh, Ontario modernized their law in 2017. Um, so parentage laws are different from province to province, and it's creating a, a difficult patchwork of sort of an inequity of laws across different provinces. So why does it get to the point where you have to take this to court? Has the government here just refused to modernize this law? Well, Nora hopes is that uh, with bringing this to light and, and bringing the stories of our families um, to the attention of the court and the government, that um, there'll be some potential discussion. And if not, then we'll have to have uh, it determined in the Court of Queen's Bench. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, we know that Manitoba cares about uh, families and security of families. And this case is all about uh, making sure children also have the right to have their parents legally recognized. It's about making families stronger and more secure families in terms of um, legal recognition. So um, we uh, would think that most Manitobans feel that um, legal parentage is important. It's something that most people are able to take for granted. Um, but when you stop and think what it would mean to you if you had a partner and before um, conceiving a child had to decide between both of you which one would be a legal parent um, or even think what it would feel like not to be a legal parent when it's something most people take for granted. So we're hoping that, you know, um, this is an important case for Manitobans and for the court and for the province. We'll have questions uh, in just a moment again of, of Jill and Courtney, but but Robin Kazina is their lawyer and a partner at Taylor McCaffrey here in Winnipeg. And I think a lot of people may not obviously approve of, of what's been happening here in Manitoba, and they may not be able to relate necessarily to Jill and Courtney's story, but I think a lot of people can relate with stories of infertility. So how is this definition impacting people who have had fertility issues? Right. So, um, I mean, in, in, in the latest research and the common uh, research shows that couple, one in six couples suffer from some sort of infertility. And when couples have infertility issues, they often need a donor to help them conceive a child, whether that be a sperm donor or an egg donor. And if they um, need to form a family using a donor, the non-biological parent um, is not considered a legal parent under the current definition of the Family Maintenance Act. And in fact, um, you know, even sort of to add uh, insult to injury, the donor actually is the biological uh, parent and therefore is defined as the parent. So um, it's really a sort of an outdated law that just needs to be modernized to account for the way families are formed today, which includes the assistance of donorship uh, with medical technology that's involved over the last 30 years.
Courtney, this is an expensive proposition. So let's talk of some dollars and cents. How much does it just cost you guys to get to the point where you could have CJ? You know, I'm going to actually let Jill answer this one because she's the money person okay. in our family. If that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Jill, what what were the the dollars and cents on that? You know, I would say probably everything combined, it was probably around $40,000 total for us. 40000 And you were successful to try number one, right? Uh, we actually tried a different uh, route IUI first. So we did a number of attempts that right. way. And then we were very lucky to be successful on the first attempt of IVF once we switched over. Yeah, so this is an expensive proposition, and people, um, heterosexual couples that go through this could spend that $40,000, and then that could be the end of the story. There's an additional cost for this. How much is the extra paperwork to make this all legal going to cost you? You know, I'm not sure on the exact dollars uh, figure on it, but I do know that there's costs for the court filing plus the legal fees you have to pay for the lawyers and such. So it's quite a high dollar value after you've already put so much out just to, uh, to gain something that you've been, that I, I should have been recognized from at the beginning. Yeah. Courtney, it's 2020 though. You think that, you know, I, I have to remind myself, and when I first heard about this case, I said, wow, this is still so outdated. Um you sound reasonable now, but there must have been some times where you were just completely and totally angry about this and what this means. Yeah, honestly, it, it caught me off guard a little. Um, I had thought the law had changed a while ago and then it hadn't. Um, so when I found that out, I was actually really upset. Um, obviously, now I've, I've come to terms with it, but um, it's still something that should be changed. So. Jill, same question to you. How do you feel about this in your heart? I feel like it's something that we really, really needs to change because I've been a part of the process. We started our journey in about 2015, and CJ was born in 2018. And along the way, I was in equal partnership each step of the way. And for me, there were some concerns when we went into the hospital uh, when Courtney was in labor, thinking, what if something happened to Courtney and I'm not recognized as that legal parent? And so I'd like those what ifs to be removed from all, all people who are going through this. And Robin, tell us about the other couples here. So the seven couples that are part of the challenge all have children varying in age from just almost a newborn to about four years old. And every single one of those sets of parents have been equal parents every step of the way to the planning to bring this child into the world to, you know, involved in the details around the conception and there from the minute that baby's born. And in all of those um all of the clients, one parent who doesn't have the biological connection, even though is there fully as a parent to that child, is not recognized in law. So they're seeking um, for, you know, for their legal recognition of parentage, but also to change the law on a global level so that uh, it affects and helps all other Manitobans. And really, I mean, this is, um, it is time for the, the law to change. And in Manitoba, um, LGBTQ parents had to bring a constitutional challenge to seek the right to adopt, and that was 19 years ago. So, um, you know, it's 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 this case has been a long time coming, and the Manitoba Law Reform Commission also uh, recommended change in 2014, and that was six years ago. So we hope 2020 is the year we finally um, see uh, progressive legislation in Manitoba.
Courtney Maddock, Jill Stockwell. We'll talk again. Robin Kazina, thank you so very much for joining us, and we'll make sure to ask the questions of those in power why this hasn't happened. Thank you so much for having having us. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.